The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli, a show where we rewrite your negative, limiting, unserving, and usually false beliefs so that you can go out into the world and live a life that is consistent with your dreams, your desires, and you becoming your ideal self in the world. This week, we're talking about dating, dating like a goddess. This show is specifically directed to high-powered, hustle-to-make-it-happen, aggressive, successful women. Women who realize that they don't want to be the person they have to be out in the world inside their romantic relationships. So this week, and this will probably end up being a series because there's so much to say about this, but this week we're going to cover mindset. We're going to cover the beginning of dating and the approach, the sort of container for dating and all of the opportunities that dating contains. And I know that sounds really weird because like, aren't we all just looking for our life partner, someone to our match and that's it. Dating is actually an opportunity for you to become more full of yourself in the most wonderful way. For you to learn how to train others to treat you. For you to show yourself your own value and then have others reflect that value back to you. And yes, for you to find a real lasting life partner. It's incredible to me how we know this. We actually already know everything I'm going to say in this show. Somewhere in there we know it. It often comes up when we're thinking about what we should have done in the past or looking at a girlfriend and thinking, oh, well, she just, she she could do this or she could be more like this. We tend to get blind when we ourselves are in the dating scenario because that's the moment that all of our insecurities, all of our fears, all of our blind spots And all of our deep desires come center stage and take over. When we are dating, all of our old, unconscious or conscious or even disagreed with beliefs come right up, unfiltered, unguarded, 
and flow right through our psyche. And then we start seeing the world through their lenses and we start making decisions and choosing behaviors, behaving in ways that show what we haven't quite brought out into the light and chosen as a way of being in the world and with others, especially love interests. So I've had this conversation a lot this year. I've had it with clients, I've had it with friends, and I've had it with myself. I've also recently gone through the whole dating process, and I've got a lot to share that's different than what most people I know are doing and different than what we've been taught as women in the world is okay for us to do. So as I take this conversation on, I want to remind you, always think for yourself. If something comes up in this conversation that doesn't resonate for you, one of two things are happening. One, it doesn't work for you. What I'm saying isn't right for you. Always possible. And heed that. But two, if you are triggered or reactive or have an intense, oh God, no, that's absolutely wrong. That might be an indicator that there's something to look at there. Something for you to dive deep in and investigate within yourself about, is there some belief here that I'm rubbing up against that might actually be good, but you're charged and you've had a negative experience about it, or you've had someone tell you this is a really important, bad thing and horrible things are going to happen if you do it. Investigate your resistance. That's all I ask. And of course, if after that investigation, you're still set that this isn't right for you, then I support you and you choose whatever it is that works for you. All right. Now, this is going to go all over the place. I just have to tell you, I'm approaching this conversation from the feminine and the feminine by nature is fluid and flow. I will do my best to try to snap this into the banks or the structure of the masculine so that there's at least some order to it. But we may go forward and go backward quite a bit here. And that is just the nature of the conversation. It is also the nature of the feminine. If you haven't listened to the Sexiest Woman in the World episode I did, uh, not last episode, but the one before, please go listen to it. I'll be brief in repeating some things here, but that is a, a crucial part of this entire discussion. The most important ingredient in your dating life is you knowing your worth, loving and accepting yourself, really having a full and complete understanding and recognition of the goddess you are, of the privilege it is to know you, of the adequacy of every single thing about you, of the inherent beauty that is inimitable and has no competition that rests in you right now. This is the key to building your dating and your, your whole life, but especially your dating life. This is the foundation. That show will help you a lot. After that, listening to the last show I did, which was Healing Your Life with Feminine Energy. It's not the title, but essentially that's what the title was. That show is the same. 
It is an extension of flowing in your feminine so that you are attached to your life source and creative energy, that you are fully at home within your skin, knowing all of the beauty and bounty and blessings that fill you up to overflow right this minute. This is not going to happen automatically. This is not a singular choice. It's just binary that you go from off to on. You are steeped in a culture that is designed to take this from you so that you will spend money trying to do things that get it back. This is a practice that you have to take on. And those two shows will support you and guide you and teach you what the practice is and show you how to get there. All right. So working on the premise that you are familiar with those shows, that you are cultivating self-acceptance, that you are doing mirror work where you see yourself straight out of bed in the morning, tousled hair, um, sleep in your eyes, no makeup on, uh, sheet lines and blanket wrinkles smushed into your cheeks and embrace that woman in the mirror, loving her, accepting her just as she is. This is profoundly important and powerful because when you reach that place of true self-acceptance and appreciation and the ability to connect to the beauty within you that is inherent all of the time, everyone else will. It has to begin inside of you. And what's beautiful about that is it's the end of the days where you move through the world putting all your facade on, putting all your stuff on, and hoping that it's enough. You're automatically enough, and the other stuff is just adornments to celebrate it. This is key. Everything we're going to talk about today, about dating mindset, dating approach, rules and guidelines. I hate the word rules. There are some though, and I prefer guidelines because this is an art. There's, there is no science to love. I mean, doesn't that sound ridiculous? This is an art. There are going to be a lot of paradoxes. And what's going to happen is you're going to develop a sense of what is right to do in each scenario. And that sense is going to be driven by your inner sense of more than enoughness, unbounded worthiness, and the knowledge that spending time with you is an absolute privilege, not a right, not some mediocre thing, not a, a something to do in the meantime, an absolute privilege. So this foundation, this sense that you are a goddess, you are a queen, you are the center of the universe. That's how you enter this conversation about dating. So remember to do those shows. Remember to cultivate that. It's a process. It evolves. It is not a light switch. Practice, 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 evolve, evolve, evolve. And you don't have to wait until you're all good and ready before you get in here because this is a growth experience. So let's get started. One of the things, one of the first things that you are going to need to do 
is surrender all of your stories and excuses. All of the ideas about there are no good men out there. I'm too whatever, old, young, heavy, educated, uneducated, poor, wealthy, powerful, disempowered, whatever it is. All of the ideas around all men play games. They only want one thing. Um, All the good ones are taken. Uh, This city just doesn't have any. All of those are structures, myths, and ideas that not only stop you from showing up, but they, they cause you to live in a different reality. If you've listened to past shows, you know the power of our beliefs to create self-fulfilling prophecies in our lives. Every limiting negative belief that we hold inside, we are automatically searching to confirm in the world. So we have a bias toward confirming what we are thinking. So consciously, it's time to recognize the reality that someone very much like you is going to find their ideal partner right where you are, right in that city, right with all the conditions that you think are in the way. He's going to be all of the things that you think are taken and unavailable, and it's going to happen. And chances are you might meet that person. And then you'll try to understand what's wrong with you. Look at that toxic little mess. Nothing is wrong with you. But we search for evidence to confirm confirmation bias, what we believe. So take a look around. What are your friends talking about? Are your friends speaking doom and gloom over dating or anything else? Because you're going to take that in. It's going to sit in there and you'll search to confirm it. Be really intentional and change these beliefs. So whatever they are, list them down, restate them in the positive. All of the things that you're worried about, they're out there. And so are all of the things that you desire. You only need one of these great guys. I promise you, love is there for you. So the first thing Surrender those myths, surrender the excuses, surrender the, oh, I don't want to be in a relationship. I mean, if it happened, it happened, but I don't really want to be in one or I'm cool. All of that just gets in the way. Yes, you want to be happy in your life and you want to work to create the happiest, richest, most rewarding life that you can because you want an equal who is also rich and deep and full. You don't want just some two, three note guy who maybe has great character, but doesn't have a deep, rich life, doesn't have a lot to share with you, is really kind of boring, right? So invest in yourself, create the biggest, best you, and know that you, while you're doing that, that is all part of creating the ideal match for your love, who is on his way. And that is another belief that I would love for you to accept. You don't have to will yourself into it. Just let that be possible. Open up to that. I don't really like rules because again, this is an art, not a science. But if there is a rule in this whole discussion, it's this. You are a queen and you must stay on your throne. So everything you do, you 
pursue it, you view it, you, you judge your actions, your behaviors, your responses from the perspective of this regal, sovereign, empowered queen. And she is desiring a king. She's not desiring anything less than a king. That is your preset. That is the foundation. That is your viewpoint. Now, here's something that a lot of people don't want to do or hear. The sequence of dating, by my view, and I'm going to explain why this is so important, goes like this. You are seeking candidates, plural candidates, plural candidates for kingship, and you are collecting them at the same time. So it's not sequential, one candidate after another, after another. It's dating multiple candidates, not having sex with them, and interviewing them to see if they are worthy of ever sitting on that throne beside you. I know that there's resistance to this uh, multiple dating, this circular dating. Here's why it's so valuable. How many times have you or or a friend that you know, (laughs) asking for someone else, been in a situation where you want to, you're looking at your phone. Is he going to call me back? Why did he take so long? Should I call him? Oh my God. Did he like me? Did he not like me? Oh, I think he likes me so much. You know what? I love how much he likes me. I'm just so happy I found somebody. Oh my God. I love, love. All of that has nothing to do with the fitness of this guy as your match. All of that is the reaction to meeting someone, being around someone and desiring a relationship. When you are circular dating, when you have multiple people you are considering as candidates, multiple possibilities, you will not be running around after one of them. You will not be feeling like, oh, I really just loved that attention so much. I want to know where is he? What is he doing? Is he thinking about me? It turns down our reactivity and it turns down our inner sense of desperation when we're dating. It makes his response to you one of several and it keeps you busy and clear in identifying whether this person has the capacity to be your counterpart. I can't tell you how many women make the mistake of thinking they're falling in love because they love love. They don't, not necessarily the person, they love love. They love that experience. And we all do. I'm not sitting here and saying there's something wrong with them. Of course, we love the attention. We love the adoration. We love the process. But that wears off. This is serious business here. You're trying to find a life partner, a life mate. There needs to be time and space and having others in the running, in the the race to be chosen, elected as king on the throne next to you really helps you identify red flags, identify behavior that is uncomfortable for you, is beneath what you desire. It's also a lot easier to decide I will see you, I will not see you when you have others you're considering. 
Now, I know that there's a lot of resistance to this. There are these old ideas that we must show up and demonstrate that we are the perfect girlfriend and wife from the beginning. And if we're talking to other people, that's a bad sign. It's going to show how whatever we are, how loose we are, how um, bad girlfriend material we are. That is nonsense. Until you are committed in an exclusive relationship, which is a mutual decision and a discussion, you are single. And while you are single and seeking a future relationship with someone worthy of sitting beside you on their throne, you are to be judicious and do a lot of due diligence and unhurried and very discerning. I know how that feels and I'm saying this is still the way. Your choices, your willingness to stand up and train others in how to treat you will expand and become much easier for you when you are seeing, dating multiple candidates. All right. And that kind of takes us on to what's really going on here. You are not being interviewed. You are not being chosen. You are not putting on your best act to be whatever you think they want so that they pick you. No, you are interviewing. You are really carefully with a fine tooth comb going over someone to see if they have the capacity and the willingness to be the man that you can justify taking yourself off the market for. I mentioned this earlier. One of the primary things that you are doing as you are dating and seeking a match is you are training others in how to treat you. You are setting your standards and watching, witnessing whether this person is going to rise to them. You are not, like I, I made this analogy in another show, I shared a picture of the egg, uh, the female uh, uterus with an egg in it and all of the sperm racing all around and the egg did nothing but sit there in her beautiful stillness as all the sperm raced for her and she did not accept the winner of the race. She accepted the sperm that she chose. That's what you get to do. You imagine if that egg was, you know, high powered with legs all over it, running all around trying to grab something. If that's the way it was intended, that's the way it would be. It's not. We have a perfect example. You are the privilege, the prize, the win, the queen. You must keep that in your mind. And I know that you could look at that and think, is that some kind of like mind trick so that I, you know, behave differently in relationship? No, here's what it is. It is me having a conversation with your future self five years down the line with that, who's with that guy that you picked saying, aren't you glad you held your standards high and didn't settle and trained others to treat you and didn't pretzel yourself into someone you're not to catch this guy who doesn't know you, doesn't value you for who you are, isn't really connected to you. Your future self is thanking and thanking me and clapping wildly 
because your future self knows that when the glow wears off, when you get tired of pretending to be someone else, when you can no longer um, dissimulate his horrible behavior or lack of character based on his, you know, cute butt or, you know, sexy lips, when that stuff wears off and you're left with the essence of an individual, you want someone who you vetted and who passed that vetting back in the beginning. It's really easy when chemistry's up, status and ego and what others think and, ooh, I'm so happy I'm not alone and I found somebody and, ooh, I just love the way he looks in this or that and, ooh, he got written up in this or that. All of that goes away and you are left with the raw internal essence of a person. Your goal as you go out and date is to break that down and strip all that superficial stuff away. Get into his center, into his mind, his heart, and his character. And by the way, if he resists that, he's out. Because if you can't get in, that's not the guy for you. Your goal is to get in and unveil who that person is and decide, is this good enough for me? What's this going to be like when I don't feel good? How, how flexible is this for me? Is this person already enough? No more potential decisions. No more deciding, you know, he hasn't really shown up in the world yet, but you know, I see so much potential in him. No. Your future self that has to put up with the essence and core of that person is pleading with you. Get on your throne, stay on your throne, interview, vet, let go of those who don't meet the standards. All the shiny stuff goes away. Don't be someone you're not. Don't try to be someone who makes someone else like you. Be yourself. Your goal and your effort here is to become more and more full of yourself. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, 
It's like something's tapping me on the shoulder saying, but, 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 wait, wait, you have to say this. They're especially in the realm of women who are rocking it in the world. We go out in the world, we get educated, we get great jobs, we hustle for what we want. We have, as one of my favorite, favorite goddesses in the world says, a bias to action. We make things happen. We want to go out into our dating world and make it happen. We want to come in with that same intensity, that same power, that same drive. And somehow we want to come out with a guy who loves us, dotes on us, follows us around, cares for us, thinks about us, takes care to go out of their way to do nice things for us, confides in us, is a soft uh, place to land for us, supports us, does for us. We want somebody that we can receive from. We aren't going to get it that way. For the high-powered modern woman, especially a woman of color, because women on our own, we have to shine brighter, work harder to make the same pay that a man does. And then if you're a woman of color, oh, you get that times two at a minimum, right? So you are trained and you're, you're like a, a racehorse. You're ready to go. You know how to make things happen. It's time to realize that all of that is an appealing part of you, but it is not what is going to get you the type of love, care, support, attachment, and adoration that you seek. So as you transition into dating, as you turn your attention from the, your work world to your romantic world, if your goal is to have that traditional masculine man do for you and earn your love and be your hero and you get to receive and be restored and nurtured and protected and provided for, you have to show up in that softness from that part of you. Most of us absolutely have that part in us. And a lot of us, including myself, were chastised for that. It made us weak. It made us archaic. Those ideas are outmoded, but they're not. If you want to have children and you want to stay home with them, if you want to have a man who goes out of his way to protect you, to provide for you, to nurture you, to care for you, to be that sexual polarity with you, to really ravish you in bed, you get to dive into the exploration and embodiment of your feminine. You get to soften and slow down and really oscillate between high-powered warrior goddess and feminine receptive seductress. That's the crux of where this conversation goes. And I know that that is really confusing because as this conversation unfolds, you're going to hear me say things like, call him. You like him? 
Reach out to him, call him, text him. Don't play any of those games. Wait a minute. Don't chase him. Don't, don't go after him. Don't set yourself up to be doing the work. Don't set yourself up to be the laboring or watch the patterns as they unfold. Because right now in the beginning of every new dating experience, you are creating a framework that is going to be the pattern that's followed in the future. So if you don't want to be the one making the calls, paying the bills, following up, making stuff happen, don't do it now. That's the art part. So foremost, you operate from the queen on her throne in the feminine. Your warrior is still there and she'll be there when you need her. She isn't going to help you attract your life partner. Again, if you're looking for that polarized, traditional, masculine, feminine dynamic, if you are not looking for that, I support you. I love you. I want you to have what you want. This show is probably not for you. No offense to you and none taken here. We're different and we get to choose. For me, I absolutely unequivocally as a reformed superwoman can tell you, I thrive and blossom and expand and find sublime joy and bliss in having a man dote on me, adore me, protect me, go out of his way for me, care about me, chase me, follow me, stay consistent with me, do the work of staying connected. And I do mine as well. But as we're going to unpack here, and we're going to have to do it over time because I've already talked for a full show here, we're going to explore the balance between letting a man know that you're interested because we do need to do that. Men are definitely not as confident as we think they are or as they appear. Most of them are terrified and feel insecure and worried about being rejected. Most of them have no idea what they're dealing with when they first meet you. So they really don't know what your standards are. They really don't know how high they need to rise. And most of them aren't going to start at the top. They might do things that initially look like, huh, but those are really invitations for you to show your standards, your boundaries, your requirements, all the while, while you are being open and receptive and soft and feminine. So there's this sort of balance between doing just enough uh, active driving communication to convey interest and receptivity and no more than that, being busy, checking out your other candidates, developing your own life, deepening your assets within you that make you rich and full and unique and waiting for him to get it together or not. It's important that you don't compensate because when you compensate, you set the pattern and that's not what you want to be doing going forward. So I know that sounds really fluid and it is, but you learn how to do this and I learned how to do this recently. So, you know, I'm grown. I have two grown kids. 
You can learn how to do this at any time, but you learn how to convey, yes, I think you're great and how to be really flirty, not being sexual because that's a whole, we'll get into that on the next show, but you can be extremely sexy, extremely attractive, extremely flirty, extremely interested in the confines of their reaching out to you and pursuing you. And that's what keeps it going. You don't want to be the pursuer. You don't want to be the laboring or you really can grab someone and just seduce the hell out of them and then go on with your busy life. And the right guy will be totally enamored by that, totally triggered in the best way to pursue you. And you can begin to set the structures for the type of relationship that you actually want to have. One thing I do want to point out before we go is that as you're dating, especially in the beginning, if you have someone who requires lots of prompting, let that person go. If you have someone who has a wandering eye or who says things that let you know that he is, uh, that you are not his quote type or not his, uh, something that he's just enthralled by, let him go. This is another one of the benefits of having candidates because it is really easy to cut a candidate when you have others. We're human and it is often hard to let your last thing go, right? You need to be full. You need to have an abundance of candidates so that you can easily vet out the ones who are not showing up in a way that's got potential to turn into uh, a structure and a pattern that you want to live. And I got myself distracted there because I said the potential, I said the P word. And I, I want to stay away from that word here because too many relationships are made on potential. Do not do that. I meant the potential for having the structure and the flow of him doing the work to take care of you, to arrange to see you next, to call you next, to do the next thing. And once you get deep enough into candidacy, all bets are off. You can call anytime you want. You should go as deep into his mind as you want. You should be feeling really comfortable and not uh, pretending or having to try to be what you think he wants. That is never a good strategy. But in the beginning, the goal is to train first to see if he's got the, the chops for it and then to train him to pursue you. And I'm going to leave it there today. I would love to hear your feedback. We will continue. We will continue on and develop a little more on the mindset, a little more on how to in the early, early stages of getting to know someone and then step into dating and sex and ultimately relationships. I love talking to you about this. I am excited for you. What I want you to take from this show this week is reinforce your goddess work, reinforce your queen on the throne knowledge of who you are, of the privilege it is to know you, of 
the one lucky guy out there who is going to have the privilege of basking in your grace and glory. See it this way. You're seeking someone worthy of you, unequal, not settling, not sacrificing, not lowering your standards, not being grateful that an upright, mouth-breathing being is around because you have been living under your own toxic beliefs that are viral in this world. Shift the myths. Open up. Give me the possibility of being right. And I just want to say as I close, all of the things that you think stand in the way of you having a successful, rewarding, intimate, bonded, sensual, satisfyingly sexual, beautiful relationship are not true. I stand as evidence myself. My mentor, which we'll get to this in the next show, because one of the things that someone really special said to me was, there aren't a lot of mentor relationships out there to really show that it, that it can be done, that you can have a deliciously sweet, uh, sensual, beautiful, trustworthy, intimate, committed, attached, and enduring relationship. Not a lot of examples out there. We have a lot of miserable couples. We have a lot of fear-based couples that don't leave because they don't know what the world will bring because they are immersed in toxic myths. I agree. I don't know a lot of couples firsthand that uh, exemplify this, but I do know a few. I have the privilege of coaching a couple, so that ought to give you a lot of confidence because as a coach, I actually really get close. I really get to see the inner workings. Oftentimes we see what, what we think is a wonderful relationship and discover that it's not. And I also have my mentor. But for now, you are enough. You are worthy. You need to spend this time learning to fully accept yourself, investing in you so that you become deeper and richer with more to share so that when you and your beloved walk off, not into happily ever after, but into the trials, tribulations, triumphs, and joys of a life well lived. You are fit and deep and resourceful and capable of handling all of it together. I'll leave you there. I want to remind you, please leave me a review on iTunes. Follow me on Instagram, Cynthia Ocelli, and I will see you next time as we continue this discussion of dating like a goddess, dating like the queen you are. Have a beautiful week. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. 
On the Dropping In Podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.